Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stovar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 58. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. And I am flippin' stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. This week, friends, we have a very special guest on the show... Today we're going to be talking about drinking, about alcohol, about quitting drinking. And I have with me today Zay, our resident expert. The Zay is uh, our transition coach. They help people with confidently moving through significant transitions in their life. They specialize in helping people quit drinking alcohol, staying consistent with their fitness and nutrition programs, and transitioning holistically. And Wednesday isn't working to help support their community. They enjoy climbing, skateboarding, snowboarding, coding, riding bikes, playing with their dogs, drinking coffee, and building their backyard skate ramp. My gosh, that is an excellent amount of hobbies. <laughs> so great to have you join me today, Zay. Thanks, Bo. It's good to be here. Amazing. Let us jump in to all the seriousness is not that serious don't worry friends <laughs> we're not going to be super serious <laughs> no i'm pretty serious As serious yes you're much more serious than me <laughs> Zay, can you share a little about your own journey with drinking with us sure well i started drinking like a lot of young people um i think i had my first beer when i was 14 and i loved it and just got hooked on it. And I just loved how it made me feel. I loved who I was when I drank because I was a whole lot more confident. I, because, you know, without alcohol, I was pretty shy, had a bit of low self-esteem and, you know, a bit of an awkward teenager as well. So drinking gave me that sense of like, I'm awesome. (laughs) And I got hooked on it and I took it a bit to the extreme as well. So it drinking became my life, um, especially after a couple of um, unfortunate events and things that happened in my um, later teens. I just, I found drinking was just something that I always fell back on, something that always brought me comfort, something that I could always rely on to be there um, when I was feeling down, when I was having fun. It gave me like just a, I don't know, just a a sense of freedom as to who I could, who the person that I wanted to be as well. Um, Yeah. And when I went to uni, I started my own drinking club (laughs) (laughs) on the very first week. And, um, and that just was awesome and so much fun. (laughs) Um, And I also joined the army the army um, as a reservist and there was a whole lot of drinking in there too and pretty much my entire life just revolved around alcohol and getting wasted and I never liked to go half-assed. I, I always did my best to drink everyone on the table under the table. Um, it was my identity. I could, you know, I could say it that way. Wow. Yeah. 
I was, that is, yeah, a bit about the beginning of my journey with drinking. And it continued that way um, into my, into my early twenties. And it got, it got worse. Like when it started off as being heaps of fun and something that brought me a lot of joy and a lot of shenanigans as well, it started eventually to start taking a turn. I think it was, um, you know, I really wanted to become a pro snowboarder. I was doing back-to-back seasons. And if you've done seasons up in the snow or know people who, who have, you would know that the lifestyle is all about drinking up there. It's hard to avoid. You get, um, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's hard to avoid drinking when you're up in the mountains. So I partied hard every single day. And my dreams of becoming a pro snowboarder was slowly slipping away, actually quickly slipping away because I was spending a lot more time at um, at the bar and at the pub than I was actually snowboarding. And soon enough, I wasn't even able to do back-to-back seasons anymore because I just couldn't afford it because I'd focused on so much spending my money on alcohol um, at I that I just couldn't afford to do, to really do the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. So that was a that was yeah, my journey with drinking. Hmm. So what inspired you to change your lifestyle the way that you did? Yeah, so there there was a point in my life where it was a bit of a low point. Um drinking was just a habit that I did every day any time that I could and I was feeling a, de- a I was pretty depressed actually. Um I hit a low point in my life when I had a big fight with my friend, with my best friend, and I was afraid for my life. I thought if I keep going this way, I'm going to die. And um, that was the time when I decided that I wanted to change my life. I didn't decide I needed to quit drinking. I didn't realize drinking was the problem, but I knew something was a problem and something had to change. Mm. Wow. And and why was why was that change important to you? Well, I cared about my life. I didn't I didn't for a long time really care about it. And I didn't really care much about anything. And I think um, you know, that was why I was depressed. I felt like I had no future. Mm. Um and there was a point where, yeah, I just I realized that I didn't really want to be that person anymore. And what what was important to me um, throughout my whole life, drinking and having fun and partying and getting wasted, just wasn't important to me anymore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a big realization. So what were the first steps you took on this new change that you wanted to make in your life? The first steps I took to quitting drinking weren't steps that I actually realized was about quitting drinking. It wasn't about drinking at all. It was about becoming the person that I wanted to be or changing my life in some significant way. And and to do that, I needed I need I knew that I needed help from someone because I just had no idea what to do. And it just so happened that I had been given 3 months of life coaching. Um, stroke of luck, <laughs> something really <laughs> random. And I had ignored it and turned it away a bunch of times. But um, at this point, 
I decided to give this person a, a call and I called up this coach, my coach called Nat, and we started doing um, life coaching. And it wasn't focused on alcohol. I didn't say drinking alcohol was a problem. I just said, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't like who I am. I don't know what's going on. I just know that something needs to change. And from that point, we met once a week and I felt like she was the one person that I could talk to and trust um, to, to support me. And I didn't know exactly what was going on, but during that three-month process, I was discovering who I wanted to be. For the first time in my life, I was thinking about what I wanted to achieve in my life, who I wanted to be, what kind of relationships I wanted to have, what was important to me. And, and that, by doing that and focusing on that, um, made me realize that uh, after a few months that drinking was not helping me get there at all. And I continued to drink even though I was trying to be a better person, be responsible, be reliable, have a great relationship with my family, um, start working towards you know, living a life up in the mountains where I wouldn't have to be working in you know, shit kicker jobs for the rest of my life <laughs> and doing something meaningful with my life. And I continued drinking and I was still getting messed up. And every single time it happened, I was like, wow, this is not working for me. And this is not who I want to be anymore. And, and I remember after the three months, my life coach said, if you want to continue coaching um, it, for the next six months, it'll be $10,000. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that's everything that I have in my bank account. I don't ever know how, like... I'd just been saving for something or other, but I had $10,000. And in, in a minute, I thought about it and I said, yep, done. And looking back on that, that payment today was the best $10,000 that I ever spent. Um, and it was only a couple, like a week later after I spent that. I hadn't quit drinking yet. And I went out and I got smashed. And I don't remember anything I was just really, really messy night. My life coach was actually there and she had to organize, like help people take me or get people, organize people to take me home. Someone who wasn't even at the party to like call someone on my phone who knew me. It was, <laughs> it was horrible. And I woke up and things were smashed all over the place. And I was just like, wow, this is a real eye opener as to, you know, who I didn't want to be. And it was, that was everything that I didn't want to be. And I realized in that moment, like, holy crap, alcohol is the problem. As soon as I can stop drinking, that will just solve all of my problems. And it did. I mean, not all of them, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, 95, 99% of all my problems went away the moment that drinking stopped. And, um, significantly improved the quality of my life and um, lowered my anxiety a lot. Wow, that's huge. And because I know we really started talking because we kind of quit drinking at the same time, like way back in the day after we'd both kind of gotten back from partying in Canada and stuff like that at different times. And I know that both of us shared that journey of taking steps in different ways to quitting drinking. And how do you feel... 
Like I know over this time, you've you've not had a drink. So from that moment you decided that you needed to stop drinking, that's been it for you. Mm. You haven't <laughs> you haven't had another drink since. Um, how how do you feel that's changed you? Changed your life? Changed the way that you approach things in life or manage your problems differently without having that uh, outlet of getting wasted as something that you feel might be like that crutch to support you? Mm. One of the biggest changes that it made for me was that I I no longer have anxiety about just my life in general because I remember I used to just get so blackout drunk that I wouldn't remember anything and I would wake up freaking out about what happened, what I'd said, who I'd hurt, you know, the horrible person I, you know, became when I was drunk. I no longer had to worry about any of that. I could walk around in life knowing that no one was going to come out and um, <laughs> Don't tell you what a shit person you'd be in the night before. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, my self-esteem grew massively um, because of that and I started having much better relationships with with the people in my life, uh, including my family and my friends. Um, I mean, I did lose a lot of friends mm. um, who thought that I was absolutely crazy, who didn't really want <laughs> anything to do with me after I'd stopped partying with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also learned about who my real friends were, and that's that's awesome. I now have people in my life who I love and I trust, and who are you know have the same values as as me, and that that feels great. Apart from that as well, like there's just a whole list that goes on and how my life has improved, um, focusing on things that I actually care about, the the changes that I've made in my life, having the time and having the money to actually um, do the things that, that I want instead of... Yeah, it's an expensive practice, drinking. Oh, yeah. I look, look back on my life and I was like, I can't remember significant chunks of my life. Yeah. And I don't have anything apart from maybe some vague, like drunken, fun memories. Um, nothing that I'm really proud of. But now I have something that I'm really, really proud of, and nothing beats that feeling. Not even the feeling of falling over drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, from that experience, what inspired you to become a coach and to start helping others in the ways that you do? Yeah, well, one of the things that I did was I started a blog when I quit I drinking that. alcohol. And oh, I called it How I Quit Drinking Alcohol. Actually, I didn't call it that. My my coach set it all up for me and she called it How I Quit Drinking Alcohol. And she's like, yeah, write about it. I was like, okay. Because <laughs> I just did everything that my coach told me to do. And even though I, I wasn't really sure about making it public, um, I did it anyways. And I blogged about it. I wrote about it. I wrote about how the things that I was going through, the things that I was feeling. Is that still online somewhere? Or is it's, it... it's still online. You can go check it out on Facebook, How I Quit Drinking Alcohol, um, the page. And I just shared my experiences. And I found so many people connected with me. Um, I had people from all around the world reaching out to me, um, like asking me for help. And I was having all these conversations with people like on Messenger, 
helping people out, telling them what I did. I, I said, you know, I can't help you quit drinking, but I can share with you what I did. It might work for you if you like copy some of the things that I did. And um, and it got it got to a point where there were so many people asking for help that I wanted that I decided to create a Facebook group. So I created the How I Quit Drinking Alcohol Facebook group, invited everyone that I was talking to to join the group, and from there we started having. Um, a lot of these conversations and and it was very different, a very great community um, and not about, it was very different from AA. I'd considered going to AA many years ago, um, but I wasn't, I was a little bit afraid of it. And this group really attracted a lot of people who wanted to quit drinking alcohol, um, but connected with my story more um, than maybe some of the, the different, the different methods out there. Um, of helping people to quit drinking. And soon I realized this is what I want to do. Like I'm so passionate about helping people quit drinking that I decided that I needed to study. I needed to learn something like what did my coach do? How did my coach really help me to, you know, to change my life? I want to help people do that too. So I um, studied to become a life coach and I learned about all the different things and I, I decoded everything that my coach had helped me to do. I decoded how I was able to quit drinking alcohol successfully when there were so many times I'd tried quitting drinking in the past and it never worked. But this time I was successful um, and I realized what was going on in my mind, the changes that I was making internally so that on the outside, my drinking could actually, um, you know, make a permanent change. Yeah. And so that's how I became a coach. And then I just started coaching people and I did a lot of free coaching sessions. And, um, and I've now like helped quite a few people quit drinking alcohol and all around the world too. Yeah. Like, it's one of the best things. You got it, you're like, your, your Facebook group is massive. It's it's got thousands of people in it. It's like yeah, you you've definitely there's a lot of good people yeah, in there. Yeah, you've got yep. a, a big group of people that you've been able to help. So, what's one thing that folks could do right now that could help them reduce the amount that they drink or quit drinking? Like, what's something that you would like say to if they were in your to the people in your group or any advice if someone was to reach out and say, what could I do? What do you think would be one thing? that would be the most helpful or easy, not like simplest step to start? Mm. That is a really good question. I can't say that there was one thing that helped me to quit drinking alcohol successfully. And for everyone, it's going to be different. So what worked for me may not work for everyone. Mm. Um, for me, it was, um, you know, one of the things that, one of the reasons why I was drinking alcohol is because I, didn't like who I was, didn't, you know, didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, didn't believe that anything that I did want to do was even possible. I thought that I just had no future and um, and also I didn't know who I was. So there was a whole lot of stuff that I did to <laughs> to help me start moving along that path. But if I would say if there was one thing... It would be finding someone who 
believed in you and supported you and was also on the same journey, either someone who ha- who doesn't drink alcohol that you can chat to, talk with, um, just meet up with, and someone who supports that idea. Because I know a lot of the time we can surround ourselves with, other, with, with people who also drink a lot and... Um, That's tough, eh? I know when I quit drinking, all the friends I thought I had were like, oh, have a drink, have a drink for me. Mm. It's like, I don't want to have a drink. And then they stop being my friends. And that's scary. Mm. Yeah. Because the people you think are your friends, they're, they're your friends conditionally. And that I know for me that was a big realisation and something that actually challenged me. It was like, well, do I want to quit drinking? But don't I need these friends? Mm. I need these people in my life. It's like, hang on. If, if they're making you or expecting you to do this, do you really need those people in your life? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you don't need to completely remove yourself from all of your friends. Yeah. Like I know that, that it might be really challenging not to not to drink if that's they're the people that you're surrounding yourself and that your life um, has. But just start off with one person mm. or a couple people that you can spend more time with, you know, yeah. maybe once a week or once every two weeks. In a non-drinking social activity. Yeah. There's yeah. not so do many of those around. Do something <laughs> active. I've heard people you know, changing their life because they started a sport because it's, you know, something that they do regularly that is not drinking. Yes. Um, but then you've also got people who drink in isolation and mm. that's the complete opposite. You know, a lot of people around them may not be drinking and they're the only ones that are drinking and they're doing it in in, in, secret? Um, in secret. So in that case, it would be it would be a bit different. Um, and there might be other things that, that would work for you. Um, and, you know, it could be a relationship that you have with someone that's, that's really challenging. It could be... Um, the relationships with ourselves, I think, are like, yeah. they're, they're the toughest ones. Yeah. Um, so if that's you, then I would focus, focus on, um, yourself, focus on, you know, what do you want in life? What are you wanting to achieve? What kind of relationships do you want to have with people? Who do you, um, you know, what do you value? What's important to you? And just focusing on that, the more that we focus on alcohol, like I've got to quit drinking, I've got to quit drinking, alcohol's the problem, alcohol's stopping me from doing this, the more that we attract it into our life. Mm. What's that saying? Where focus goes, energy flows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a Tony Robbins saying. Is it? But it's, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well <geez>. done, though. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean it. <laughs> but it's so true, though. Yeah. It's so true. If you think about quitting drinking alcohol, and there's a lot of people in my, in my you know, support groups that think about it all the time and um and that is one of the hardest ways to quit drinking because um if all you can do is think about the thing that you're not like that's that restriction too it's just like if you think you can't have it and you mm. like it becomes a a obsession almost Mm. um fill your needs Mm. with something else do something else find an activity that you love that um that you enjoy that allows you to meet people and have good relationships. You started a YouTube channel when you quit drinking. Yes, I did. That was the one, was a. I don't recommend everyone start a YouTube channel, <laughs> but for me, it was massive in helping me to quit drinking because. Well, you set goals for the channel. It wasn't just like a random yeah. channel, right? Yeah. So um, I moved up to the snow. 
And the week before I moved up to do a season, I quit drinking and I thought, oh my goodness, how the hell am I going to quit drinking up here in the mountains where this is where I usually get wasted? Everyone gets wasted and it's this is, you know, the the next few months are going to be party months. And I thought, what am I going to do to distract me? So I decided to set a challenge for myself to catch the very first chairlift of the day of the entire season. So every day I would get up at eight o'clock, get the 8.30 chairlift. And that means I have to wake up early, you know, no sleeping in. I have to, um, if I wanted to do that for real, I'd need to have a good night's sleep, get up early, to, uh, do the thing, and I would also record it to prove it because, you know, how else am I going to stay accountable? <laughs> it's, it's not real unless it's on the internet. Yeah, so I, I, <laughs> I created this show called Snow Rise, yes. <laughs> the Falls Creek Morning Show, and I literally filmed myself catching the very first chairlift, having conversations with people on the first chairlift, and then snowboarding um, every single day of the entire season. Um and that definitely helped me because it gave me something to focus on, something that I enjoyed, something that I loved, something that also really scared the crap out of me and challenged me to to grow as a person. Awesome. Yeah, I remember watching in a non-creepy way before we were together. <laughs> I would watch your YouTube channel <laughs> every day. <laughs> but that's it. It's that one goal. That one thing you can focus your attention on that or gives you that that positive um, kind of release that drinking usually would. Like for me, it was training. I, I started training and I thought I need to quit drinking because I, I had a similarly unhealthy relationship with alcohol. And I had that realization. It's like I, I wanted to change. And to start with, it wasn't about the drinking, but drinking limited my ability to train. And I'd like gotten really hooked on learning how I could become the healthiest I could through movement and exercise. Yeah, finding that one thing to focus on that's not drinking. Mm. (laughs) And I've heard um, I'm I'm a climber as well. I do a lot of bouldering and there's a lot of – or there's a couple of people that I've met who have used climbing as as their thing, their way of meeting new people, their way of doing something different – um, and not, not drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being, being physically active because even snowboarding and stuff is like that activity there. Like it releases endorphins. They're the feel good chemicals in our brains that if we can find other activities that do that for us, then it becomes easier to not rely on substance abuse to get us there as well. Mm. Yes. Amazing. So before we go, Zay, do you have anything that you'd like to share with folks listening that you've found helped you? Yeah, this is a bit of a, a life coachy thing. This is um, one thing that helped me a lot. That one night that I had where I um, got wasted <laughs> um, at this at this bar and had to be looked after, I, there was so much, I felt so much pain and so much shame. I was so ashamed and it was the worst feeling in the world. And it was only the worst feeling in the world because I had spent all that time trying to be a different person. Um, I'd spent a lot of time being hungover, but this time was very different because whereas the times before I was hungover, that was kind of who I wanted to be. 
I liked being that person that was hungover on a Sunday um, or a Monday or Tuesday <laughs> or any day. Um, and I didn't mind that person. I liked that person. But after deciding that I wanted to change, I um, I hated that person. I was just so ashamed. And I believe that it was that just strong negative emotions, like those strong, painful emotions that I was feeling that caused me to say, fuck it, you know, that's it. I need to change and I need to change now. I never want to feel this way again. And it's easy to make that decision to be like, I'm never drinking again. But to actually stick with it in the long term, you know, after that shame has disappeared and you're just living your life, there needs to be something that pulls you towards continuing to stay sober or continuing on that new journey that you're on, on that new direction that you're on. And that's where the hard work comes in because shit's going to pop up, you know, like challenging situations, challenging conversa- uh, conversations with people. Um, and if your fallback on those situations is to just grab a drink or do a shot, or have a smoke or whatever, then then you, you'll need something to get you through those times. And when those times came up for me, I was on a I was very clear on the path, the direction that I was going. And on top of that, I did some breathing techniques. Um, I didn't realize that I was doing it, but when shit happened, I would. I would cry. (laughs) I would let myself cry and like maybe punch the bed or do some like ridiculous kind of like movements. (laughs) And then I would just breathe and just calm myself down. And one thing that I did that really helped me at the time was pretend that I was an alien on the moon looking (laughs) down on myself at my problem and putting myself in the shoes of that alien and thinking about what that alien would think be thinking about me and my problems and I realized how insignificant my problems were and it made me kind of trivialize a lot of it so one of the things I did was um I know it was a really tough conversation or I accidentally deleted all the music in my music library that I'd been working on like perfecting and I'd spend like weeks and weeks, like making this music library really great. And when I deleted it, I immediately felt like I had to drink and smoke and just, you know, put myself, blow myself into oblivion. And the moment I just lay down there and like looked at my problem from the perspective of an alien on the moon, I was like, oh, it's okay. (laughs) There's a little person down there having a hissy fit over this thing. Isn't that quite funny though? (laughs) And I would just kind of breathe through it and breathing helped. It allowed me to calm myself down. And if I could resist the urge to just run away screaming and just grab the first person and shake the cigarette out of them, because I also quit quit smoking at the time, um, then – then I would get through it. Five minutes was what I needed of just some deep breathing to get me through challenging situations when that urge arised. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks so much for sharing that, Zay. You're welcome. I hope it really helps. <laughs> I am certain that it will definitely give people a starting point. 
Now, if you want to find out the details from today, they will be in the show note. If you want to ask any questions, you can reach Zay at our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. You can message them there. If you don't want to message them through the website, you can reach us on Facebook at Fearless Movement Collective. You can shoot us a message there, or you can reach out and find us on Instagram at non fitness by going to the handle non underscore gendered underscore fitness by going to Zay. Zay, what is your Instagram? I think it's Zay.Canters. That's it. Zay.Canters, or you can connect with me by uh, going to the no.t.nb. Yes. Alrighty, friends. Thanks so much for joining today. And until next time, remember, small steps are going to be what help you get anywhere. And even though you may have a big goal, you're never going to be able to do everything all at once. So start small, take your time, and remember mistakes are okay. Just knowing that you can continue on, even if you've made a mistake, will make everything much easier and much more manageable long term. Have a rad as day, pal.